0: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by Hemisphere Coffee Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at Hemisphere Coffee There is a snarky response or characterization. Of those who arrive at a battle ill-equipped to fight it. And that saying is he brought a knife to a gunfight. Knives are good. Uh, knives can uh, accomplish lots of, um, lots of injuries. But if the other guy has a gun, uh, bringing a knife to a gunfight won't really help much. Or won't help enough. In history placing Joe Biden in the presidency... At the time where Vladimir Putin has decided now is the time to try to put the old Soviet Union back together again. Well, we have brought a doll knife, doll in more ways than one, to a gunfight. And that becomes more evident every single day. I am Bruce Hooley. This is a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. And at the White House today, well, not exactly at the White House, but on uh, a plane National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan had to engage in what often happens after Joe Biden speaks on a topic. There has to be cleanup on aisle four. Because yesterday, Joe Biden responded to a question about whether NATO would respond with chemical weapons should Vladimir Putin use chemical weapons. And he's used thermobaric bombs. He has indiscriminately bombed uh, hospitals and buildings, which are clearly labeled that there are children inside. He has not shown any kind of sensitivity to killing innocent people in his obsession to take over Ukraine. So why would he not use chemical weapons? By all accounts, the battle is going poorly. Russia, I heard yesterday, has 40,000 troops, 10,000 of them, the estimate is have been killed already. He's lost 25% of his military force. How do you minimize that? Well, you just end the battle as quick as you can. One way to end the battle quickly is to uh, gas people or poison them with chemicals. We know that Ukraine really can't control its airspace because (laughs) Joe Biden won't greenlight the release of MiG jets from Poland to Ukraine. So why wouldn't they just fly over and drop chemical weapons? Why wouldn't they just explode bombs with chemical weapons? So the question came, what would NATO forces do? What would the United States be okay with doing if Vladimir Putin used chemical weapons? And Joe Biden answered it like he answers everything, clumsily. It came after this exchange with a reporter. Sir, you've made it very clear in this conflict that you do not want to see World War III. But is it possible that in expressing that so early that you were too quick to rule out direct military intervention in this war, could Putin have been emboldened knowing that you are not going to get involved directly in this conflict? No one no. He's wrong on that, of course. That. And to clarify on chemical weapons... Could, if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military sp- response from NATO? It would, re- it would trigger a response in kind. It would re- trigger a response in kind. What does that mean? Well, if they use chemical weapons and you say you're going to respond in kind, that means you're going to use chemical weapons. That means you are going to become what you deplored when uh, Assad did it in Syria, which Vladimir, uh, which, (laughs) sorry, Freudian slip, Barack Obama said was a violation of the figurative red line he had. for Oh, don't you dare cross that threshold. Assad crossed it. We did nothing about it. Joe Biden, oh, this was probably the perfect, well, rather imperfect storm of questions in that the woman asked him, hey, you know, you kind of told Vladimir Putin what your limits were on what you were comfortable doing militarily before he went into Ukraine. Is there a chance that emboldened him to go into Ukraine? No and no. I beg to differ. Yes and yes. I always thought it was stupid that we said what we would not do. Doesn't that help Vladimir Putin decide what he will do? Of course it does. Doesn't it help any enemy, any adversary, determine what they will do once they know what you're willing to do? Or, in this case, unwilling to do. The minute we said, we're not sending our troops in there, we're not getting into World War III, we're not going to escalate. Vladimir Putin has escalated every day, every week. I mean, he thought he'd roll in there with his tanks and take over. didn't happen. So, all right, well, let's start killing Ukrainian soldiers. All right, that's not working. They're pushing us back. They're resisting us. Let's just start killing anybody in our path. And that's not working. And so now let's just blow up buildings indiscriminately with bombs. We'll just launch them anywhere and everywhere. Because, after all, the United States, they're not sending their troops in. They vastly outnumber us. They're not going to let NATO do anything. Let's just go do whatever we want. Because sanctions, right? Oh, sanctions Sanctions are going to scare Vladimir Putin away. So Joe Biden's answer yesterday actually was not a bad answer. But, of course, the White House today had to step in because Democrats are nothing if not compassionate and sensitive and terrified of defending freedom. And so Jake Sullivan today said, the United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstance. So who's in charge? Is our president in charge? Does our president set our policy? No, of course he doesn't. Or if he does, he's not capable of articulating his policy. And in this instance, it's quite possible that he was unable to articulate policy, because the question about him screwing up by saying what he would not do in advance of whatever Vladimir Putin did do, well, you know, that's the one place where if you attack Joe Biden's ego, it's a wide target, impossible to miss. He cannot stand criticism. Nothing is his fault. He does not have the certainty that I always talk about you needing to have on all matters in your life know what you believe and and you must know why you believe it that makes you impervious to criticism that is what we see on capitol hill with republican senators who have questioned katanji brown jackson they know katanji brown jackson's gonna get confirmed they know the democrats have 50 votes and they have their I'm trying to think of another word for ace in the hole. Kamala Harris, she's the tie-breaking vote. They know Katanji Brown-Jackson is going to get confirmed. So Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton and Lindsey Graham and all the senators who have had the temerity to question Katanji Brown-Jackson on her judicial record while she is up for confirmation on the Supreme Court. Those guys could just sit there and say, well, she's going to be confirmed, and I'm sure not going to suffer the slings and arrows of criticizing her because what is the gain for me in that? The gain for them in that is they can look in the mirror and feel good about what they see because they know what they believe and they know why they believe it. That is why it's essential for you. Joe Biden, I'm not sure he knows what he believes. And I'm not sure there's more depth to why he believes it than it's politically expedient for me to believe it. Or they're telling me I should believe it. Joe Biden's priceless is the same as Vladimir Putin's priceless. We all have our priceless. Shout out to Tom Ryan, the wrestling coach at Ohio State, whose book, awesome book. Get it. Read it. Be inspired by it. Have your life changed by it. It will be. It should be. Chosen Suffering. Buy his book, ChosenSuffering.com. Tom talks about it. everybody has to determine their priceless. What is that one thing that drives you? What is that one thing that you continue to strive for, that you will give your life for? For a lot of us, it's freedom. For a lot of us, it's our family. For a lot of us, it's our faith, sometimes all three. For Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin, it's power. It's power. That's their priceless. And Joe Biden's continual mismanagement and Misunderstanding of what Vladimir Putin's priceless is, and there shouldn't be any misunderstanding since it's the exact same as Biden's, power, prominence, prestige, legacy. That's what both men want. That's what both men's actions, compromises, and political careers have proven is their priceless. Yet Joe Biden, our knife at the gunfight, does not have a clue about what drives Vladimir Putin. And most terrifying is it's very apparent that Vladimir Putin keenly understands what Joe Biden's priceless is, which is avoiding criticism in the preservation of his power. And that's the difference between the two leaders. Putin does not care about criticism because he's not accountable to his people. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.